I'm Father Ralph, and you're in the Red Room. Tonight, we have Patty Burns, Irishman and Notre Dame men's soccer player. Later, we'll hear from Gavin Schuss, Stead's pianist. And we'll have good news and weather with Henry Bergstrom. All of this is happening now in the Red Room. Patty, welcome to the Red Room. Well, it's wonderful to be back. Yes, tonight Patty is filling in for Nate. Well, you know, we had a one week there where I had to come in and interrogate Nate, and suddenly I didn't realize that he'd be stepping away, and I get the call up to the big leagues. Well, he just said he needed a little R&R, so maybe uh, law school has him under the weather. Well, I think that trip to Michigan, you know, really took it out of him. That too, uh, you know, and maybe it was the golf course. Maybe he mm. maybe he got a little uh, sunstroke out there. Seemingly that's an ongoing issue for our boy McKeon. Yes, well, wherever he is, we hope that uh, he gets that R&R and he comes back. We certainly miss him and we wish him well. Well, we wish him something, whatever. <laughs> well, Patty, what have you been up to? Well, you know, it's just more of the same here. The business studies, the golf course studies, and, you know, every now and then watching some soccer games. Oh, I see. Wow. Okay. Well, we're glad that you're able to be here tonight and fill in for our good friend, Nate. Well, your good friend, Nate. My just acquaintance, Nate. But who knows? (laughs) Oh, the things you find out on the podcast. Well, that's why we're here. Father, speaking of why we're here and things you find out, I was noticing this week that... uh, I heard your voice on another podcast. Are you double dipping on us? Well, you know, I just want you to know, and I want all our listeners to know, my first and foremost love is this podcast, In the Red Room, found both on SoundCloud and Spotify, soon to be on iTunes too. But I was asked to make an appearance on Vic Lombardi's um, Notre Dame Irish Game Day show, and I had to do some predictions about the game, the UNC game, and I... I won the competition. Well, I mean, that's what they say about you. You're known for your homilies and your athletic picks. Well, well, gee whiz, I learned something there. I didn't know that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, all I know is I called it as I saw it, and I called it right. And uh, it got me a shirt. And I still have to get this sweatshirt. I hope it's going to be a really neat one. Um, the, maybe I'll show it on the blog. But um, I uh, did the, the, the taping on the second floor. Uh, with a Gregorian in the background, and I just called called my shots. And I think one of the the, the funniest things I said was, uh, they asked me what the score was. Mm. And I said, you know, Vic, you know, 1842 is not just the year the university was founded. It's going to be the score. Oh. UNC 18, Notre Dame 42. Wow, it's very astute of you. Huh? It's, it's definitely doing your scouting report. Well, you know, I, I do what I can, you know, and I, I guess I do a lot. Well, I mean, you call the shots. You're basically Tommy Reese of the St. Ed's Hall. <laughs> well, thank you. That's that's a definite promotion. Now, uh, moving on, you know, uh, we are in Founders Week. This is Happy Founders Week to you, Patty. Thank you. First one. Maybe May the founder smile on you always. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is the week that we celebrate the founder of the university, Father Soren. And Founders Day is actually October 13th. So we're a little late. Mm, yes. Well, and there's for good reason. October 13th is St. Edward's Day. And the Founder's Day is actually his patron saint day, St. Wow. Edward the Confessor, October 13th. Now, we couldn't do Founder's Week on the actual week, that day and that week. Why? Because it was the week before fall break. Mm. And everyone is geared toward midterms. 
and we couldn't have all the festivities and fun and frivolity. Uh, so we just push it back to a later time. And unfortunately, we had to wait because we had so many home football games. One, two, three. After oh, fall break. The home football games, I'll tell you what, as fun as they are, they are they are a bear, and we're just going back to back to back. I know. It's as if, like, you know, oh, uh, we're just going to a game. No, there's a lot in all mm. of this. And uh, I'm ready for a break. I'm ready for a little, uh, you know, I'm ready to make a little run to Acapulco, you know, <laughs> something, you know, on the love boat. You remember that? Captain Stupid. That was before your time. Yeah. Was, oh, anyway. You know, but well, anyway... Uh, but uh, Founders Week is fun. It's loaded uh, with histor- history and tradition. And it all kicks off tomorrow uh, with Rededication Day. Well, I personally am looking forward to learning all about the Founders Week festivity for my first and last Founders Week. Well, it's going to be one to remember. Wow. Yes. Well, you remember that. And I hope Patty Burns doesn't remember that we preempted him last week as we turned the tables a few times. Well, how the turntables turn. Now here we are this week. Why not two patties for well, the price of one? Yes, we'll have two pri- two patties for the price of one. We will deliver as we promised. So let's get on with our first guest. Here we go. Well, we got to have our first guest tonight, Patty. Patty, uh, tonight we're going to have another Patty. Yes, yeah. we're going to deliver on that promise for the for the li- listeners. Two patties for the price of one. Tonight we got Patty Burns all the way from Ireland. He's here right now. Patty, welcome. Thank you for to the me. Red Room. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, the pleasure's all ours. Patty, you've come a long way to Notre Dame. What drew you here? Um, yeah, I suppose being from Northern Ireland, um, Notre Dame is probably one of the more popular colleges stateside. Um, and so growing up, I was always aware of it and, and aware of certain Irish people going out to study here. Um, and then when it came to my decision to kind of whether to stay at home studying or, or come out stateside, um, I reached out to a guy called Connell Fagan, the former leprechaun here. Oh, oh yes, another, another yeah. yes, Patty. So so Connell was um, <laughs> Connell actually played soccer with my older brother, and so I had him on Instagram and I was texting him about Notre Dame and coming out here, and so he he was unbelievable and guided me through the whole application process. Um, and then I applied, and, and once I got in, it was a no-brainer, I think. I, I emailed the soccer coaches after I got in, um, and thankfully, essentially, walked onto the team after that. So it's, it's worked out very well. Wow. Wow, wow. You know what? I'm going to have to say right now, we have two patties here in the room. Foss, I'm going to have to call you Foss. I'm going to call him Patty. Well, that's good. We sound about the same, so the listeners might be confused. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, you both have that nice accent. That southern twang, if That you southern will. twang and, a, and an Irish twang. Uh, wow. Foss, we have an ND men's soccer player. Well, uh, yeah, one of the uh, preeminent ND men's soccer players I'll add. You know, Patty here, he is a very humble guy, but plays probably the most minutes on the team and maybe the hottest team in college soccer right now. Well, you would know by calling all those games, but I want to know, Patty, how did you get into soccer? You know, or I should say football, excuse me. (laughs) You know, I'm an American, okay? Uh, is 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 this a European thing where everyone does it? Yeah, um, I mean, for as long as I can remember, I've always been kicking a football, whether it was in my back garden or at the local park. And I suppose my dad was massive into football and, and played at a decent level back home. And then I have an older brother who's 15 months older than me, so we're really tight in age. So. Mm, Irish twins. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. Um, so, yeah, I think he... You know, I was always out kicking the ball with him, and then it was just a case of joining the local team. And 
and then from there just trying to work your way up through the ranks I suppose and yeah football is definitely I would say the most popular sport back home along with Gaelic which is a traditional Irish sport which I was lucky enough to play Wait, what is that for our listeners um, and me Gaelic is like <laughs> I describe it to my American friends as like a mixture of soccer and rugby um, so it would be a lot more physical in soccer the ball is played in your hands um, they have like rugby nets only you can score a goal and you can also put the ball over the crossbar so if you score a goal it's three points if you put it over the crossbar it's one point but um, each team has 15 players it's a bigger pitch than a soccer pitch and it's uh, it's it's very good I think there's a lot of transferable skills between uh, soccer and Gaelic particularly when it comes to striking the ball and certainly my volleys and half volleys have been improved mm. from, from my Gaelic time wow well, this is, so this is kind of like you know Foss me playing Halo and Call of Duty you know I, I, I know there's different control schedules on the controller but I still improve my game either which way well father it's uh, actually nothing like that but uh, <laughs> okay well no, I actually want to ask Patty how has it been playing for the men's team here at Notre Dame is there sort of a difference in play between Europe specifically Ireland uh, and here? here in the US yeah no, absolutely I mean well there is certainly when it comes to the language let me interrupt you <laughs> well they had to make a difference yeah. football <laughs> sorry go ahead sorry Patty yeah no um Put it like this: My first three matches here for Notre Dame, I got three yellow cards. So Whoa! From a Gaelic, he's, he's not was, a flopper. Yeah. You're not um, a flopper. There was a bit of a, a culture shock, particularly when it came to, to refereeing decisions and, and certain tackles and whatnot. But I very quickly became well accustomed to the game out here. I think th- my last year back home before I came here, I was playing in the Irish League, which was a men's league, so extremely physical. Um, the ball was played in the air a lot of the time, whereas here it's definitely a lot more technical. Um, the ball's played on the ground, and I suppose the the people that I mark and go up against in college soccer are extremely fast and athletic, um, and that wasn't always the case back home. But um, it's nice to just, I suppose, get a different taste of, of a different culture and, and become well t- well accustomed to, to college soccer. Wow, I, did, I would not have known that. Wow. Not me either. Well, Patty, we Americans always complain that soccer is too slow-paced. And there's not enough scoring. To be honest, I think the same could be said of baseball. Okay, <laughs> easy there. It's our sport. You're coming after our sports now, uh, too? Yeah, I, hey, I just want you to know the World Series is over, and I forgot that it was on. But oh. uh, as most Americans did. Um, but, Patty, uh, you know, you might have some insights here uh, to rebut that. I'm, I'm interested in hearing about the mind games that you employ against your opponents. Can you share anything about what those are? You know, what do you do to get in the, the, in the opponent's mind to psych them out? Yeah, just before I answer that question, I'll, I'll address yeah. the soccer is too slow comment. Yeah. 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 That was coming. I can't let that slip by. Um, anyone watching our, our UNC game last week, we conceded two goals in the first 90 seconds, which wasn't ideal. So um, the scoring isn't always too, too low, which I was the victim of um, last week. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I joke with my American friends that baseball is far worse, and and don't get me started on American football because every time I look up, it's stopped or the referees review. Well, we something. need a commercial break. Well, at UNC, that was certainly the case here. <laughs> but um, yeah, to get to the to the point about mind games and and the question you've asked there, I think I personally always try and play play fairly and, and cleanly. Um, it does depend on who I'm playing against though, and and how they treat me is at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're if they're rubbing me up the wrong way, then um, I might have a few words to, to to share with them. But no, for the for the main part, I try and keep it clean. Um, some games this year, 
tempers have, have boiled over. Michigan being one. Oh, uh, oh. that's no surprise. Oh, tell us, tell us. Oh, come on, there tell us. We're dying to know. <laughs> we're all yeah, friends here. The guy was, it was horrible night, terrible conditions, waterlogged pitch, and. Um, that means field father. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, was just, I was like, what, what's baseball got to do with the <laughs> kitchen? So, um, yeah, the the game was, was tight, a tough match, and me and the man I was marking uh, weren't getting on so well. And he, he always was asking for me to be yellow-carded and sent off and whatnot. And one tackle I made, I thought he, he fell too easily, and I, I pretty much just dragged him up off the ground, which he didn't. He didn't think. Well, you were just trying to help. I was. I was just trying to lift him off the wet ground <laughs> rather aggressively. But um, he didn't appreciate that. And him and his couple of teammates come over with a few a few shoves and pushes and whatnot. But no, that was a bit tight. But I try and play clean. Um, but at times it can depend on, on what way your opponent is treating you. Well, it's like my apartment. I try to keep it clean, but you never know <laughs> what you're going to get. I, I do want to ask uh, Patty about, you know, we're heading into the postseason now in soccer season. Uh, what do you think about the team and how, how you guys feeling? Um, listen, we've we've put together a very very good run going into to postseason play. Um, you take out that UNC game, we're probably the hottest team in college soccer right now. Um, I think what we pride ourselves on is, is how we defend, and we've kept so many clean sheets. I think we've the best ACC defensive record at the moment, um, and we had another clean sheet last night in the first round of the ACC championship against NC State. So, listen, I think momentum's on our side, confidence is on our side. Um, we've been very fortunate that m- mainly we've been injury-free. We had two lads before the season even started, did their ACLs, which was mm. far from ideal. But mm. since since the season's got going and since games have been underway, we've we've kept relatively injury-free. Um, and yeah, listen, going into these important games, I like to call it the business end of the season, um, you know, we'll certainly give our all um, and see how far that takes us. Wow. You know, Patty, you must have a demanding schedule. Training, is that what you call it? Training, like practice? We call it training, yeah. Training, <laughs> strength and conditioning mm-hmm. sessions, games, traveling to away venues, and of course, classes. Hey, you are even doing this podcast right now. <laughs> so I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you fit it all in. How do you balance it all out? Well, it's like me. You know, I have to get my golf course time. <laughs> I just teach him how. Yeah, well, I got golf course time and class time. Well, you know what? You know what, Foss? You've been hanging around. I'm Nate. a student athlete. <laughs> Come on, I'm a student athlete. You've been hanging around Nate too much. You, I, I, with, I didn't know you're a lawyer too. Um, yeah, listen. If I can, if I can live up to Paddy Foss's standards, I'll be doing very well for myself. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not yeah. wearing his national championship ring at the moment. Oh, oh, oh no! Patty. Here we go. Oh, no, Patty. Oh, I'll give you the twenty later, Burns. I'll give you the twenty later. You didn't have to do it now. But, okay. Um, to, to yeah, the the time management I suppose is has been tough, and it's it's probably one of the hardest things as a student athlete. Um, when you've got film sessions, strength and conditioning sessions, scout reports, games, you know, pitch sessions, traveling, it it adds up. Um, and on top of that, you know, Notre Dame, I suppose, just as much as anywhere else, is very demanding academically. And you know, it's been very nice to kind of stretch myself intellectually, but at the same time, you know. It is, it is quite hard and it's quite difficult. But that being said, you know, we've got a lot of resources and, and help when we need it. Um, and I think what I will say is I'm one of those people that just likes to be busy. And I think certainly when you're dealing with things like homesickness and being so far away from home, it's actually having a busy schedule and, and constantly doing things and, and training and, and doing what you love that, that kind of keeps you seeing a lot of the time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And certainly like 
training every single day is my main release like that's what I love to do the most um, and so I've always got that to look forward to and, and get me through some boring one hour 15 minute classes but um, <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm one of those people that, that loves a busy schedule and so just staying on top of things and and making sure I'm training well and, and studying hard are, are my main priorities right now. Okay well you know you do a lot Patty but there must be some great benefits you know you know like much like Nate as an AR here uh, or I'm sorry, Foss here is saying it. I'm sorry. Well, same is, benefits. Same Nate, benefits. Nate is always my sidekick. I just got to get used to yeah, it. Sure, you yeah. feeling it? I, I, just, get, I, I get it. I get it. You know what? You're a special person too, Foss. Well, we have JV night all the time. <laughs> but you know, he gets to do this podcast with me. You know, and that in that nice shiny name tag. Mm, oh wait, did we? A, no, you guys didn't know that. Yeah, one. we did. It was cutbacks. Cutbacks. Right. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm actually really just here for the pizza sticks and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all you will get. Mm. But but Patty. What are some of those benefits, those pluses to being a student athlete? Um, oh, there's there's so many. Um, if I was to name a few, I think one big one that I love is the amount of gear you get and all the. Oh, the, oh the yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I'm a medium. Um, okay, I'm a medium. <laughs> I'm a <schmedium>. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, whether it's trainers or big puffer coats and bags and oh. tracksuits and polos, you get. I couldn't believe it when I first came out here. To be honest, I think my older brother plays pro soccer and he doesn't even get anywhere near as much as I get so um, you know it certainly helps when I'm giving out Christmas presents it saves me a pound or two or a dollar or two I should yeah. say but um, yeah that's one big benefit um, another one I would say is we have a fuel station on campus which is beside the tennis courts for athletes so we can get protein shakes snacks fruit wow. yogurts mm. um, that we've a couple of nutritionists in there who can make you smoothies and so on. So that's a massive plus. Again, you know, Father, I also have a fuel station. It's O'Rourke's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, a fuel station, I was like, where is there another gas station? Petrol or diesel to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. shakes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so we've, there's there's massive advantages to that. And again, kind of saves you a bit of money not having to go out and buy snacks mm-hmm. and stuff. You can just wow. fill up your bags with whatever's there. and. Yeah. And move on, and then the, probably the biggest one for me is like just the opportunity to travel. Um, and while you don't get maybe to go into downtown, you know, cities and see them, you certainly get to see lots of lovely campuses um, and brilliant football stadiums or soccer stadiums, I should say. Mm. Now, what's the what's the best city that you travel to in the ACC? Um, you know, I did like Virginia. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh that's correct. With, with the Virginia All ones, those lead to Charlottesville. They had a really nice like college time, um, and the hotel we stayed in was unbelievable. Forget yeah. the name of it, but um, wasn't that unbelievable? <laughs> <laughs> but certainly, it was a, a lovely campus as well, and, and the people there seemed really nice. So that one kind of sticks out in my mind. But um, yeah, I think traveling—it's just nice to get off campus at times and and see other campuses and and just travel around America, I suppose. I think I've got to several different states now. Um, mm, mm. People like to call them business trips, but it's certainly still nice to, to get a look around you. Mm. Um, and so yeah, there's lots of benefits yeah. to being an athlete. Of course, good, there should be. Now let me ask, when you travel around, do you notice how we Americans speak differently in the different regions? I do, yeah, and even like with the different Americans that are on the team, you can kind of pick up different accents and funny enough when we do like we many competitions and training, sometimes the coach would have an international team and a West no, Coast team and an East Coast. I always joke with him that it's it's not fair. The internationals always teach the Yanks how to play so oh, how to play football, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, but uh, we've, wow. we've me and Kid Eno from England and a few Canadians in there, so um we like to run the show whenever we can. 
but um yeah it's it's certainly lots of fun and and it's nice to see the cultural differences that exist within america because for me i you know when I, when I first came to Notre Dame, it was only my second ever time in the States, so I didn't really know a lot of different states and, and a lot of different things that, that people go through growing up, so it's nice to meet uh, lots of people from lots of diverse backgrounds. Okay. Well, okay, let's address the elephant in the room. Oh, what? Well, are we going to announce another engagement, Father? What's going on here? <laughs> I mean, know. I don't think Patty's engaged. No, Foss. Again, that is what we call a red herring. Okay. Uh, what I want to know and address and, and hit on is... What English premier soccer team or football team does Patty cheer for? Mm. I'm a massive Chelsea man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no one's perfect, Father. No one's perfect. Well, that's what they say about you, Father, when you root for Tottenham. Yes, I'm a Hotspur. Mm. A new manager, Antonio Conte. What do you think of him? Uh, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll give it a go. You know, we'll do our best. And, you know, they'll always go out and, you know, practice makes perfect. Well, it just makes permanent. <laughs> no, I'm a big Chelsea man. I've always been pretty much all my life. Um, champions of Europe right now. So. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't complain. Never it. heard of it. The, the team's in a great spot. That's all yeah. I'll say. Says the man who gets all the free gear yeah. in America and so. fuel, too. Yeah, you know Chelsea's what? not the champions of America. No, and I'm, run, I'm running on empty, and he's running on full. Well. And hey, well, okay, Foss, who's your team? I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, that's one of the <laughs> toughest ones to be. Get, yeah. get the tissues out for yeah. the weekend yeah. games. Okay, there's another elephant in the room, Patty. Mm-hmm. And I know you've been dying to ask him. Mm. How is it being, if you, if you don't mind me asking the question for you, how has it been being in the room with a person who's won a national championship in soccer? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit daunting when, when a national championship is asking me how my postseason's going right now. But um, no, I've I've learned a lot from Paddy, and it's we're fortunate enough for him to commentate lots of our games. So it's it's nice to listen into those games and get his thoughts on on the team and different players and and the teams that we play against as well. If if Paddy can help me out and give me a few clues with with men and marking and teams I'm playing against, then all the better to be honest. But. Now, if I said earlier, if I can live up to what Paddy's achieved, I'll be I'll be doing very well in, mm. in terms of college soccer. Yeah. Well, I'm about a 12 handicap on the golf course. Now. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to get there. That's all I'm doing these days. So, 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 are you telling us that you retired from the pitch? Yeah, the muffin tops coming in. You know, all my joints hurt, and uh, now I just get to watch Patty relive the glory days. Mm. <laughs> so you're living vicariously through him. Absolutely, same position too. You know, Patty's left back. I played left back. So wow. uh, that's you know, that's the same position my nephew plays. Yeah, boom! Unbelievable. Yes, the best, the best star. So and he's he's pretty good. You know, you know. I, I one thing I'm not proud to admit, but it's true. But his, the players on his team are getting all these European trash haircuts. Mm. You know, man buns and all that well, stuff. Oh. He's, got, he's got some trash European look, too. But it fits him. It works. You know, if you're listening out there, Matthias, don't worry. You're, you look good out there. Um, but, wow, small world. Small world getting yeah. smaller. Yeah. Well, you know, you may not root for Tottenham, but you're number one in my book. You're too kind, Father. Yes. It's been a pleasure having you, Patty. Thank you so much for joining us in the Red Room. Thanks, Amelia. And we got to watch you out there on the soccer field yeah. uh, because your season's still going on, is it not? It is indeed, yeah. We, we have a massive game in the quarterfinal of the ACC against Louisville away this Sunday. What, they don't play soccer down there. They do bourbon. Well, they don't come <laughs> there and play school. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to keep watching you out there, um, and we're going to be cheering for you. we got to get the Steds guys out there. But anyway, mm-hmm. thank you so much for making time for us out of your busy schedule to come talk to us and share your insights and to 
build him up here. Yep. Voss, of course. Um, thank you so very much. <laughs> no, thanks, man. The pleasure was all mine. Patty, don't you dislike that, Patty? I like nothing more than waking up, looking in the mirror, and thinking, man, I love Patty. Aren't you so self-centered, just like a soccer player? We all are. Well, I don't, I don't wake up that way. I wake up usually tired, thinking when's the first time I can take a nap. Oh, see, I thought you did the same. You woke up, looked in the mirror, and think, man, I love Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, we got to move on to our next Let's guest. Let's do it. We got none other than Gavin Schuss. And Gavin is one of our juniors, and he's our pianist at the Stead's Sunday Mass. Boom. Gavin, welcome to the Red Room. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here today. Are you really? I am actually. Are uh, you? <laughs> well, yes, I am. <laughs> well, good, good, good. You know what? I would. That's what I was like. His honesty. Mm. You know, Gavin. You know, now I haven't seen you, or I should say, maybe our listeners haven't seen you, but they certainly have heard you. So tell us all about that. Yeah, so I've been the Stead's pianist for three years, and it's been one of my favorite parts of being in Notre Dame. I absolutely love just showing up to my 10, 10 o'clock mass every Sunday, setting up with either Isaiah or Danny, and just putting on a mass for everybody in Stead's. Wow. Well, and you certainly do. There's no doubt about that. Now, uh, Foss, do you, do you play the piano or any other musical instruments? Well, I don't play the piano, but you might say I play a Musical instruments. I, I do play a mean guitar hero guitar. Oh. <laughs> what about you, Father? You play any music? You know, I you know, I our, our parents my parents put me into music lessons and we dabbled around the piano and then everyone took a shot at the clarinet and and we kinda did it okay, but I don't know. The day that I quit the band was when my brother replaced me as first chair and I said, I'm done with this. Yeah. And I just left the band. You know, call me Yoko. Or whatever. Is that what they call you? I don't know. I don't know whether, but I broke up the band because that was the day I left. But anyway, enough of that. I want to ask, how did you get to learn to play the piano? Yeah, so piano has always been a part of my family education. My mom always thought that when we start kindergarten, then we should start piano lessons as well. And wow. It's just like, oh, you come home every day, you do your homework, and then you do a half hour on the piano, and then it was kind of part of our education. Wow. So it started really young. Yeah, really young. Like it was just the second that we could really move and just put our hands on the piano, that's what we were doing. Oh, wow, that's amazing. I, you know, I don't know what I was doing in kindergarten. I was probably just, they were just happy I was able to put the circle through the circle hole in the square. Uh, hopscotch. I was playing hopscotch. Yeah, you know, I remember, I, I, you know what I remember? It was a big day, Patty, when I could tie my shoes. Boom. I, think know, I, got, I think I got a dollar. Were you a two bunny ears guy or did you do the one and then go around the tree? Uh, you know, I can't remember. I don't think we were that advanced. We were just trying to get one knot. Okay, so that's why you use Velcro now. You know what? Hey, it's just easier. And you'll get, hey, where I am, you'll be one day. Because where you are, I was. Yeah, okay. But you know what? It's amazing. You can't get good health these days. Or good stand-ins. Now, you know, playing the piano is one thing, uh, Gavin. But you're playing the piano for mass. And that's a completely different thing. How did you learn how to play for Mass or liturgically? Yeah, so playing piano for Mass really started at my local parish with me and my little sister because my little sister would sing and I would play the piano. So starting when I was in 10th grade, I would really, I volunteered and we would work our Saturday 4.30 Mass and it was 
me and my sister just working together, putting together a mass and doing the best that we could. Wow, it's a brother-sister duo. Yeah, so that's how it started out. And then when I came to Notre Dame, I was like, I'm really, I love doing this and I would love to keep doing it along here. Wow. So look- we've only been getting half the... <laughs> what, what, yeah, what, I mean, we need to get the other on? half here. You're missing oh. half of the dynamic duo. Oh, okay. yeah, what, what, let's work on that. Yeah, what do we have to do? You know, what reach, do out we... to, reach out to Notre Dame admissions so that two years from now, when my sister applies, okay, well then we'll have you get, we'll have you come back, and then we'll have, we'll have the full shust. Write that, write that down. <laughs> yeah, Nate. Yeah, that's on his to do list. That's on his to do list. You know, things to do before Monday. You know, uh, by the way, yeah, whatever Nate's doing, I hope he's enjoying it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I but know anyway. he's not. He's probably at Olive Garden. Yes. Anyway, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we we need to take a pause to hear a word from our sponsor. Okay, we're back. Um, Gavin, uh, we were just talking about playing the piano and playing the liturgically, and then your sister, you know, well, we need to get her here in two years. But, um, you know, that's amazing. I, I didn't know there was a brother-sister duo. I didn't know either, but uh, I, I was actually curious. What Do you have any favorite composers, any maybe favorite pieces to play? You know, my favorite, Yo-Yo Ma. Is that a composer? Yeah, yeah a... Yo-Yo Ma, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But... I thought you were going to say Yoko Ono or something. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah, well, okay. Moving on. Anyway. I've been known to play a couple yo-yos in my day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Can we get a cello for the chapel? We can. We can. If I had any talent with string instruments, I would. Mm. But I really enjoyed playing a lot of classical growing up, a little Debussy, a little bit of Bach, but now I play a lot more contemporary stuff. Mm-hmm. So before Mass, I like to play one contemporary piece and just play the instrumental and see who can feel out who knows what music it is. So last year I played a hit song by Billie Eilish, which was instantly recognized by our former assistant director, Pete McKeon. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> who instantly asked me if I was playing Billie Eilish before Mass, and I responded, yes, she has beautiful instrumentals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, this reminds me. You know, my dad one day called me up at, here at Stead's, and he said to me, hey, Ralph, you got a moment? I said, yeah, Dad, I can take a phone call. He says, uh... Uh, what do you listen to in music? You know, I said, Dad, you know, my favorite composer is Bach. You know that. You don't like Bach. Yeah. He says, yeah, I like Brahms. I like Dvorak. My dad got me liking classical music when I was a young kid. And he says, hey, does anyone listen to Kenny G? I was like, what, Dad? Yeah. I I just got this CD. And it's Kenny G. Do you know Kenny G? Yeah, I know KG. Do you listen to KG? Like, no. Well, do any of the kids listen to Kenny G? I was like, no. (laughs) Kids don't listen to Kenny G. Oh, but Ralph, I got a CD. And it was haunting. It had a haunting tune to it. I was like, Dad, no one is watching Kenny G here. Or listening to Kenny G, excuse me. Um, Anyway, let alone playing any Kenny G. But I want to know, do you have any favorite pieces to play at Mass? Yeah, the, I have a couple of staple hits that I really enjoy wow. playing. Oh. I'm the Bread of Life is always one of my favorites because mm. that's a song that my sister loves to sing. So I always force Isaiah to sing it every week at Mass if I really want to. Oh, Pharaoh. I, I enjoy We Are Called, Christ Be Our Lights, mm. and then of course, the St. Edward's Hall favorites, Wade in the Water. Yeah, yeah. Wade in the Water. Yeah, we play it only when we win a football game. See, I didn't realize that. And I asked somebody after Mass last week, why are we playing Wade in the Water every week at Mass? But I guess it's a good sign. It's a good sign. It's a good sign for our team, and it's also a good sign for God. I mean, God wants the praise, and we're giving it. So, hey, can you give something for a return? I actually had a freshman come up to me a couple weeks ago and say, Gavin, why isn't Wade on the board? I thought we were doing Wade this week. And I said, 
you do remember we lost to Cincinnati, correct? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. He might yeah, not. It's hard to remember. It's right? hard to remember. You know, we let, we're already moving on. And we're going to move on to the next question. You know, Gavin, you know, have you ever had a complete disaster while playing? You know, you know, I, uh, I always remember, you know, I, one of the biggest disasters I ever saw was here at Notre Dame. Do mm, tell. Uh, it was, I came back early. It was in the early 2000s. Maybe, yeah, it's early 2000s. And I was over watching a basketball game. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those exposition games. You know, Notre Dame was playing, I don't know, like Anchorhead State or, right. you know, yeah. you know uh, Bucknell or something. <laughs> and Bucknell's a great school. Yeah. I know, I, know, I, know, I know a few people from Bucknell, yeah, but sure. I just okay. I always love to make fun of it. But uh, <laughs> anyway... Um, I, I saw the dance squad. They came out, and you know the dance squad. And they came out back in the day with their boombox, and somehow their dance routine and the music got off cue. Yeah. And they and they all like didn't know what to do, so they just started jumping up and down. And I leaned over to one of the priests and I said, "You know, uh, you know, if 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 I was a president, I would call all of them in the next day and say, hey, your scholarships are gone.' That was just completely embarrassing. Mm. And then he responded by saying, well, you know, they're not on scholarship. Well, if they were on scholarship, that's what I would do. Now, I'm trying to read between the lines here. This wasn't the initiation process for becoming chaplain of the basketball team. Finally, you weren't dancing, right? <laughs> no, I, I would know. I was not I'm, dancing. I'm just making sure. No, that's, personal, you know, Foss, <laughs> you know, I'm glad he's only filling in here. You know, I was like, <laughs> you gotta, hey, gotta make it count, who's know? being interviewed here? We're gonna, let's get back on Gavin. Yeah. Gavin, oh, yeah, yeah. has there ever been, I'm sorry, I feel like, never mind. I, has there ever been a moment where you've just crashed and burned? Yeah, there was one mass that I had my senior year of high school where usually right after the Apostles' Creed, it's followed by the prayers of, or the intentions of the faithful. Yeah. And I completely forgot about this one day. And right before the, the lector was moving up to say the intentions of the faithful, yeah. I announced our offertory hymn can be found on page number 495, <laughs> the summons, number 495. <laughs> And then the lector goes up, says the prayer of the intentions, to which I then go, our offertory hymn can still be found on page number 495. <laughs> so oh, I, you're not backing down. I completely cut off the order of the Mass, and that was one of the most embarrassing moments I have ever had. Wow. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem so bad. I, but I, Father, have you... Have, uh, do you have do you have any uh, this any of these you know embarrassing moments per se? Well, you know, I, I'm sorry. You know, well, he's like a doctor, isn't he? He likes to reopen old wounds here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I, before I came back to St. Ed's, I did do, have one problem. I was at the parish at St. Gregory the Great, and as a deacon, I had to sing the Exalted at mm. Easter Vigil. Good. I had practice. I had practice. I had practice. I sang it. It was a solo. Yeah. And then afterwards. No one said a word. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it was a good, like, five minutes, you know, probably more like two minutes, three yeah. minutes or whatever. But no one said a word about it. You know what? I took it. You're like, okay, fine. You know, I, I, I gave you my pearls and it weren't good enough. Okay, yeah, right. well, we're going to move on. Anyway. So, Let's yeah. move on. Silence you know? speaks volumes. <laughs> it, it does. It was, it was deathly. Uh, I got to ask, you know, okay, enough about disasters. Uh, I want to ask, what do you think about our hall's piano? You know, I don't think people know this, but unlike other halls, we really do have a unique, even historical piano here at Stead's. Is that so? Oh, it's so. Um, I, Ned Vogel and I on, uh, I forget what day, how many years ago, but we went up to Chicago and we actually 
got that piano. It, it does. It's a mahogany piano with ivory keys, ebony. What do you, what, do you like playing that? Have you, do you ever play other pianos and say like, oh, this this piano is subpar. We got to get back to Steads. The Steads Chapel m might have one of the best pianos on campus because there are there are pianos located all throughout campus. There's one in the Jordan Hall of Science that I played. There's one in every single dorm. But the Steads piano is unique. The Baby Baldwin Grand is absolutely beautiful. With the occasion of a right pedal, they get stuck from times. Oh. But me and the piano guy have a very good working relationship <laughs> of leaving notes. <laughs> but I have had nothing but good times with that piano. Okay, so we have a unique piano in the chapel, but we also have a unique piano player, it seems. So yes. what sort of uniqueness are you bringing to the table here at Gavin Schist? I think that what I like to bring to Stead's Mass is not putting a focus on the piano and putting a focus on the congregation and making oh. sure that we're just all together and that I'm looking to make sure that everybody has hymns that they like, hymns that they can sing along to, and an enjoyable experience for everybody at Mass. Mm -mm. Now, if we could give you a carte blanche, what would you do in terms of music? What would I do in terms of music? I would allow for I'm the Bread of Life every week, <laughs> but I feel like the churchgoers would not be too thrilled. <laughs> mm. Now, do people ever say, hey, Gavin, you know, here's a $5 bill. Can we slip this uh, song into the... I have been known to make deals with the sacristan in terms of having oh. favorable <laughs> mm. mass orders. <laughs> mm. so you... so sometimes I'll play the church as one foundation if Owen has a certain priest come on. <laughs> Oh, I see. Oh, I. Wow, I'm learning something here. There's different music for different priests. Yeah, well. Wow. I don't know. You have well, to cater your music to different priests. Well, you know what? He Behind yeah, the curtain. That's why he's the piano player. And yeah. sometimes he'll let me know if Father Kevin's coming, so I'll slip in a hymn for him. And sometimes he'll let me know if Father Alf is coming. I'll sneak in a favorite for him. Just trying to get in the good graces. Well, you know, you yeah, know. You wow. have to play to your audience. Real politician yeah, on is. the piano. Yes. Wow. 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 He is both on the piano and off the piano. That Gavin Schuss. <laughs> He knows how to please the crowd. Um, now, let me ask, when, you, obviously you play the piano outside uh, outside of Mass, um, do you ever play, like, songs like, I don't know, Piano Man, or, you know? Oh, yeah. I have a good repertoire in my Billy Joel. I have old Broadway that I like to play. I have tons of classics. Like, I went to go visit Peter over winter break, and he has a piano in his living room, so... I started playing just songs and having a little bit of a Christmas sing-around for everybody, and his mother was so beyond happy. She was like, I'm so glad that somebody's finally using this piano. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been sitting here this whole time. <laughs> well, you, you should have put a brandy sniffer out, and you could have you know, picked up a few tips. <laughs> That's the goal. Mm, wow, wow. If I could move a piano to a street corner, I would bust. <laughs> yeah, I think they call that a keyboard, Gavin. <laughs> when, yeah, remember the keyboards came out? Oh, the eight, yeah. oh, well, you were, before you guys' oh, time. Oh, yeah, the 80s. Yeah, I yeah. remember the 80s. Yeah, well, no, I'm... I'm dating myself here, folks. But uh, I remember the day that the you know, synthesizer came out. I was like, wow, this is like, we are like living in the future. I remember when the push button phone came out too. Like, we had a rotary phone. I was like, wow, mom, dad, can we get a push button phone? Nah, what's wrong with the phone? We got, you know? But the synthesizer, wow, changed everything. You could play the harpsichord one minute. You could play the bossa nova. You could, you could do everything. I think I read about that in a textbook somewhere. Oh, my Wow, it is, wow. Up the nose. Not, Ooh, not, across, like not across the bow. No on fun the, tan coupons for you. No, 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 no. And I'm not taking you to the Olive Garden either. Oh. Well, I'll take it to Ruby you, Tuesday. You might get a hepatitis. When you're there, you're <laughs> <family>. <laughs> And you're not. <laughs> but when I'm here, apparently not. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Gavin, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for coming and joining us in the room. Thank you for everything you do to help us uh, to sing and to do as St. Augustine said, twice the praising. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my music with everybody at Mass. It's one of the biggest delights here. Okay, well, I think it's time for some good news and weather with Henry Bergstrom. Henry, welcome to the Red Room. Hey, Father. Glad to be back. Oh, it's always good to have you here. Mm, always good to be here. We need to have some good news. Well, I have some. First, this weekend was Daylight Savings Time. The men of Stead's got an extra hour of sleep. That's always good. That is good news. It was good news. There was a little bit of confusion with parietals, but it was all sorted out nice and quick. Don't all you All right, worry. good. That's good news. You know, the one problem, though, is, you know, the sun might come up a little earlier. Mm-hmm. But it sets a whole lot sooner. I know, I know. There's a little trade-off there. I don't I, know if people get it. Yeah, it's not not my favorite part of daylight savings time, I'll tell you that. But uh, I think the extra hour of sleep could have been worth it for me. Uh, okay, well, I want to know, why do we still do daylight savings time? I think it's just because those dang farmers have too much power. Actually, no, it was a fuel-saving way that the Germans invented in World War One. Mm, those dang Germans. Kaiser Wilhelm. They still got us. They still Ugh. got us. Anyway, more good news. More good news. Next week is Founders Week. Oh, that's great That news. is great news. Great I, news. I'm looking forward to a lot of the festivities. What's, yes. your, what's your favorite Founders Week event? All of them. All of them. All of them are my favorite, my favorite. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have plenty of updates on the next episode. Oh, there are. You know, go look at the blog. You know, it's it's a fun-filled, tradition-filled, historic, history-filled yeah. week. Yeah. You know, and it all kicks off tomorrow. Rededication. Oh, Rededication. Once again. Show your respect. Go up there. Mm. Get the rededicate, the rededication of the dedication of the mural. Thank God. Yes. Thank God. Um, my final good news, and this is a big one, Father. Okay. Stead's Interhall football has made it to the championship game. We are playing oh, in the stadium. Oh, my gosh. Get out. We won a thrilling semifinal today, three to nothing in overtime. Oh, my gosh. And and for the first time, at least in my history being here in Steads, we are we are in the championship game oh my gosh the last time that we went had to be i think like 2008 mm. 2007 2008 somewhere in that range when we when we went into the stadium that's crazy now we yeah. lost to Siegfried but that doesn't matter no we made it there you get the pictures i mean you know 10 years from now is a tie game 15 wow. years from now you won no one has so, to remember the actual score so i want to know are are Henry, you're a part of that team. I am. Indeed. I am the quarterback of the team. Sorry, whoops. Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Okay, he is a big part of the team. Now, are are the shirts being made up? Do you have shirts, you know, national championships? Well, well, we we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. Uh, But let's just say uh, some designs have been drawn up. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I want one of those. I want a first press one of those shirts. Yes, indeed. Now, now, when is the championship game? So it's two Sundays from now. Um, It's a night game, actually. So we actually play the day after our final home football game so a home football game against Georgia Tech on Saturday we will be in the stadium Sunday evening wow what time do you know i think it believes at 6:45 wow 6:45 under PM. the lights under the lights oh my gosh it is going to be one mm. night to remember indeed wow yes so well, that's good news, I tell you. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the other good news is Notre Dame beat Navy. Yes, they did. We kind of played around with Navy. Yep. And, uh, well, the good news is the game is over and we won. Yeah, well, I'm, let's just say I'm glad they have to operate our ships and not 
are football teams. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Mm. Well, uh, now let's have some weather. Yeah, so right now we're actually kind of in a w- little winter heat wave, wouldn't you say? Ah, yes. Some high 50s, low 60s, sun's out, guns out, you know? Yeah, well, you know, what was so funny was this weekend, it was just perfect weather for the game. Mm-hmm. I actually was overdressed. I had to take my coat off. Wow. I had a sweater and a long sleeve shirt on, and I was like, Ugh. I would take the sweater off, but I was wearing a, a wrinkled shirt. So I couldn't do that. Uh, you know, uh, slave to that, fashion. That, that'll get you every time. You know, but today was just a great day Another to walk around the lakes. Day. Yeah. You know, and those leaves have turned, and there's great pictures. You know, everywhere you turn, it's a photograph and a postcard. No better time to be on campus right so, now. So are we going to have some rain this week? I think it should be later in the week, but there should be a few more days of nice weather. So you can okay. take advantage. Now, please tell us. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have good weather for the Shuttlecock Showdown on Saturday? So I was looking ahead. And it might be dicey, might be dicey, might be might be cloudy, might be rainy, might be forty to fifty. We'll just have to see how Mother Nature plays out. Well, you know, whatever she sends us, Steads loves its badminton. Indeed. And so we'll be out there, North Quad. Mm-hmm. You know, shuffling it out. I think I think I think I got a good chance this year. I'm gonna think I'm gonna try to take it home. Me and Jake Smith. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see. All right. You know, as Caesar said, throw the dice high. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Henry, for that good news and weather. Patty, you're back. Oh, yeah, Father. I got a little confused there with this whole daylight savings time thing. Oh, I thought you just were at the Olive Garden, you know? Well, por que no los dos? <laughs> well, you can, you're among friends. You can always tell us if you are trying to avail yourself of the never-ending salad bowl. I'm more breadsticks guy myself, Father. Well, good to know. Hey, it's that time of the show where we have to say thank you to our guests. Well, let's do it. Why don't you start? Okay, well, first of all, thank you to the better and more better-sounding Patty Burns. Yes. And let's say thank you to Gavin Schuss. That Gavin Schuss. What a piano player. Oh, he's he's a, he's a card. Well, he... What? What, what is cards? Sorry, that, that 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 didn't work in there. <laughs> well, you know what I meant. He's our, he's our piano player. Sing us a song, piano player. Man, a, guy, piano, piano, Gavin. Okay, whatever. We'll stop while we're ahead. Or maybe it's too late. But anyway, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners out there. Thank you for listening. And if you like these great stories, the good news is that we'll have more stories next week. Why? Because we just have stories here at St. Ed's. Keep listening. I'm Father Ralph, and you're in the Red Room.